Yes, people, it's episode 253 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. How you doing? You alright? Yeah, you good? Alright, good. Um, how you doing? It's Sunday afternoon. I was meant to be at my cousin's, uh, cousin's kids' christening today. Um, say cousin's kid, I guess they're my cousin as well. First cousin once removed. Uh, that's not first cousin once removed is, people. It's the children of your cousin. Um, that's, that's what it is. That's not your second cousin. Um, and a lot of people really struggle with that. They go, yeah, it's my second cousin. It's my cousin's kid. It's like, that's not your second cousin. And um, and the reason why people get so confused, I always do this test here, is I ask people to describe to me, to define what a cousin is. And it's hilarious how long-winded people are. Like, so I'll give you a little break now. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to stop talking, give you about 10 seconds to define what, a cousin is and then I'll come back and give you the correct answer so here you go please define what a cousin is go now I don't know you know what you said but I'm having a guess because I used to do this uh, you define the cousin as the child of your auntie or uncle as your cousin that that's what a cousin is um, yeah, you, you might have gone even longer. Your mum's brother and sister's kid. You might have said your mum or dad's nephew is a cousin. Cool. But here is the actual definition of a first cousin. Uh, a first cousin is someone you share the same grandparent as. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. Someone you share the same grandparent as. Maybe the same set of grandparents. Uh, that would make you full cousins if you have one grandparent, I guess you're technically half cousins, but you're cousins. So just someone you share a grandparent with is a cousin. Done. That, whether that's half or the step, doesn't matter. That's a cousin. So, a second cousin is someone you only share a great grandparent with. So you have different grandparents, but obviously they're brothers and sisters. So you have the same great grandparent. That's a second cousin. A third cousin is someone that you only have the same great, great grandparent as and so on and so forth. So a cousin once removed is someone you have the same grandparents as. So your cousin's kid. That's the first cousin once removed. There you go. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> So it's my first cousin once from who's uh, christening today. Really wanted to go, bloody know him. Got a new dress for it. We was all geared up. And then yesterday, or the day before, Zadie uh, just developed this cough. That uh, Which now he's just like, oh, someone's got a cough, they've got COVID. Now, I haven't had a cough. Naomi hasn't had a cough. So I'm not sure where this cough's come from. Maybe it's something that we've got and our bodies can fight it. Hers can't. It's not a dramatic cough, um, not that we're worried about exactly, but she's coughing a lot, it's annoying. Um, especially if it, if it is, uh, fingers crossed, touch wood, it's not the vid. But um, but yeah, she's got a cough and we thought, you know, no, like, I don't think it's appropriate we go with someone coughing you know, to a to a, a gathering of people and it's funny because she said someone coughing and my mental response was but you neither you nor I have a cough and then she's like um, no Zadie has a cough and I was like oh rah Zadie's a person like, <laughs> and I, that showed my attitude towards babies maybe even kids that you're not 
a full person is interested because uh i saw that you know at christmas memes time there's christmas memes of little kids just being scared of like santa claus uh, someone dressed like the grinch chasing his children and we all laugh and then someone wrote us a comment you know real fucking buzzkill but also an exceptional point they said oh it's because we don't see children as full human beings is why we don't actually take their emotion as you know real things and and they go if you actually look at these children's faces imagine them as adults these children are literally petrified um and then i said that i was like well now, now you've taken the fun out of it don't see a seven-year-old looking like they're literally about to die that's not fun but i said yeah no these these kids are running for their life in these <laughs> in these memes and um so the same with like Zadie, her and the cough. I'm like, well, I haven't got a cough. No man hasn't got a cough. We just got a coughing baby with us. But yeah, of course, she could. Uh, she could have some kind of bug or whatever, and just passing it on to everyone else. Maybe maybe it works baby to baby. Who knows? So it's a shame because I really want to go. Um, but no, I'm indoors indoors today. But being indoors today on a Sunday morning, not playing football, I knew this day would come. Where, um, especially this time of year, this time of year, if your team's not like storming every game, you have an existential moment where you go, what the fuck am I doing? I'm out on a Sunday morning. It was the other day when it was zero degrees. Zero degrees Celsius. Uh, I couldn't even warm up after warming up. Like, it was just cold. And I was just like, what are we doing? Like, what what are we doing right now? Like, for what? Who cares if you win this game? Like, who actually cares? And like, I managed like, who's up for this? And a few people literally looked and went, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, mate. No, <laughs> not up for this. I'm not, not, not actually. No, I'd rather be at home. Um, I was this close to calling this morning to fake an injury, but I know. But this morning, like I said, I should be. I could have been at football because I didn't go to the christening. But I was like, I'm just staying in today. Give my body a rest, and it's just a big mistake because I've realised how much I do enjoy a weekend morning of not doing anything. You understand? My life is busy, man. Like I wake up early, go to the office, um, and th- and then come back home, and that's a chill day. Uh, another day we go to the office, then go to a gig then come back home and then the weekend because Naomi tutors in the morning I I take babies I wake up early because she does most of the night stuff in the week because I go out and go to work so when it comes to the weekend I do the night stuff so then I do nights on so imagine this so a Friday for me could be feasibly wake up early go to work then go to a gig then come back then I look out for Zadie throughout the night then I go to then uh, I wake up early to take her to the Nobi computer, uh, and then I may be gigging either in the afternoon or later that night on Saturday. Then again, it'll be me taking for the night. Wake up early to play football on Sunday. Uh, maybe I'm gigging, maybe I'm not. And then Sunday night is the only night that I don't do anything in the evening. It seems, and I get a full rest. But even then, I may gig in the evening on a Sunday. But it's so. Just having this Sunday morning right now, oh, it's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful. No one in the house needs to get up early on a Sunday, and um, I think I've said it three times how much I've enjoyed this Sunday morning. <laughs> Just doing nothing. It's, it's 
wonderful. Part of me thinks I might just have to pull my calf in the week. I might physically just grab my calf and pull it. And, um, and put myself out for the game next week. Who knows? But, um, but yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, but how, how's your week been, man? My week's been a bit, uh, a bit fun. Um, in, in the week, I'm going to discuss it in the point, yeah? I'm not lying. Um, it got, it, it came out that I'm not, um, I'm not jabbed up. I'm not jabbed up. Because uh, someone got COVID in the office, right? I'm very aware of the link I've said earlier about me being worried about Zadie having, that's why it's kind of in the forefront of my mind. But I've tested and I've, I'm negative. How valid these tests are, who knows? But, um, but, Either way, I, uh, so someone in the office got it. So then um, I I came in, did my test, because I was in the office the uh, same day they were, came back negative. And then someone was talking, oh, I wonder if anyone in this office is actually like not vaccinated yet. And then I was like, no, I'm not. And there was just like all the head turns, like, oh my God, your patient zero kind of thing. I was like, what? I was like, oh, you're not vaccinated. Oh, oh my God, are you an anti-vaxxer? I was like, let's, let's not. No, I'm not. Like, if you know me, you definitely know I'm not. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, I have no issue with the vaccine. Um, told my mum to go get it because she's old. And I go, but I just, I ain't got it. I like, why haven't you got it? I was like, I'm just saying, mm, nah. I ain't really seen, in my head, my actual reason, I, it had two reasons running in my head. The first reason was about fertility. Obviously, we had our fertility struggles here, so I was like, I'm not trying to bang in this jab before I know what's going on with it. Okay. And that ended up coming out as my reason anyway, and everyone kind of backed off and accepted that. But until that point, they were just like, oh my God, you ain't been jabbed. I want to move desk. Joking, not joking, right? And I'm, I just made the point that you've got to remember, guys, the guy who got COVID in the office has been jabbed. I haven't been, and I'm negative. So, what are you lot saying right now? And then they were talking about the jab and da, da, da. And what made me realise is people who've got the jab, both sides of the fence, really, because on my social media, I don't, in, I don't interact with any COVID posts. Both sides of the fence, everyone's very arrogant and, um, you know, real confirmation bias and really entrenched themselves in their own position that they're currently in. So it's really interesting that the people who haven't had the jab really love seeing uh, people who've got the jab getting COVID. This is on my social media. They seem to love... Uh, any further requirement and restriction on people with the vaccine. So if they have to now test, if not, if they now have to lock down when they come back from holiday, if they're double jabbed, um, if they need to get a new booster, they, they love it. They're just laughing their heads off, crying faces. Ah, someone did send me a funny meme today. What's the? Because you know they announced new boosters. It's going to be needed every three or six months. And uh, someone sent the meme. Go. What's the? What have um, the vaccinated and unvaccinated got in common? Uh, they'll never be fully vaccinated. And I thought that was funny. I, did, I thought it was funny. Um, and so you've got that side of the fence, the unvaccinated laughing at the vaccinated. Then you've got the vaccinated laughing at the unvaccinated, where it was like, oh my God, you're so dumb. You're so stupid. Uh, Anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theories, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like... Um, it's just these false arguments from both sides, right? Because, like I said, um, granted, there'd be a lot of people who haven't got the vaccine through conspiracy theories. Um, my other reason why I haven't got the vaccine is simply this. Um, 
I'm not really so much I don't know what's in it I don't really care because I do get vaccines and I've never asked what's in them before if I go to the far east I've always got my tetanus and yellow fever and all those um, all of those jabs same if I you know went to um, you get my hepatitis ones as well all of those I don't ask what's in them but here's the reason why um, I accept those with absolute just blind faith is because they're given to me with the promise that I won't get the disease I'm being jabbed for. If you're telling me that this jab I'm getting, the COVID one, and you're also telling me, oh, by the way, you can still get COVID. Is that, oh, okay. Oh, and you can still transmit it. Is that, right. So why am I getting it? Because it lowers the severity of, of the symptoms if you get it. I'm like, oh, cool. What are the symptoms in most of the cases? Oh, most cases you, you just lose your taste for about 10 days and then it comes back. You feel a bit tired. I was like, right. Do I need a jab for that? I don't, I don't know if I need a jab. Now, granted, long COVID, no flipping joke. And obviously, I think it's the secondary effects of COVID. You know, your heart inflammation. But although I've heard people get that from the jab itself. Um, I've seen people just, you know, healthy people just suffer complications and end up dying. So, you know, the the most severe effects of it, I'm not going to play that down. It's massive. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people got the vaccine. It's because, oh, it's the most severe cases of it that they've had close to home. Go, I, I don't want that for me. So they get it. And um, I think that's perfectly acceptable reason to get it. And I think it's perfectly acceptable reasons to not get it because it's like well I, I don't feel fully protected and I'm, I'm back in my own immune system to it most people who are getting this COVID jab have never even considered getting a flu jab yet that comes out every year you need boosters and all that for that because it keeps on adapting so it's just a weird one but like I said what I found those a lot of people I spoke to then in the office who've got the jab are like yeah so you need to get it because you know don't spread it it's like but you can still spread it and i made the point i go this new variant because oh, there's new variants all over all the time go right go well consider this there's new variants in this country They're like yep didn't start in this country like nope go only vaccinated people are traveling they like yep so it goes to who's transmitting the the new variant and then two of the guys i've sat on the desk with kind of went ah. oh that's a good point that I was like, there you go. Don't don't let the media make you believe that the unvaccinated are the ones causing this to spread. It's it's spreading how it wants to spread. Um, the people I would blame for spreading it isn't the vaccinated, isn't the unvaccinated. It's the people who just aren't following the guidelines, wearing a mask, the social distancing thing, that stuff. That stuff that's relatively easy to do. Um, I still see people just defiantly not wearing a mask. I think that is like the on the lowest rung of encroaching on your civil liberties, on your autonomy, is um, being asked to wear a mask um, when there is a, 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 you know, a flipping virus going around. Even for yourself, like for me, surely you'd have to be in a position that you don't believe the virus exists or obviously being exempt um, for you to be like, I ain't wearing a mask. I just find that peculiar to me though. Like it's such a little ask, but um, and there's so much reward and benefit potentially. I mean, let's say, let's say the virus is fake, then how much does it cost you to wear the mask? Whereas at least if the virus was fake, getting a jab, I can understand why I was like, ah, I don't want to do that. But hey, 
We'll see, man. But it seems like this country's heading, well, the world, country in the world, Austria, I think, are heading towards mandatory vaccines. Uh, the UK said there wouldn't be any man. I got this from um, I can't Majid. He's on LBC. He said there's, the government said there'd be no mandatory vaccines unless there's a you know complete health crisis. Uh, but then they also said that mandatory vaccines will need to be given to all NHS and care workers should they wish to keep their jobs. And he said on the in this uh, in the video I saw that the latest estimates hundred thousand people will lose their job. And so a hundred thousand people leaving healthcare would probably create a health crisis, which would probably mean that mandatory vaccines would be needed. And if they're mandatory, um, I said I don't want one at this very moment. But if they're mandatory, I doubt I'd be resisting either. Um, but while I can decide, I'm like, eh, not too fast. That's how it is. That's how it is, people. Dan Booster, the Amorion variant. Um, yeah. These variants are kind of quick, though. Like, do they do that with other illnesses? Like the flu must have a new variant every six months. Have they bothered naming them? Or is it one of those ones that they do name them on scientific papers, but then us lay people don't need to know it's, you know, flu version... 6.23489 like we don't care am I getting it or not because I don't want it alright anyway what else happened uh, this week let's um, where do we go where do we go let's, let's still stay in somewhere that's a bit odd some odd news that I found, found odd was uh, the girl who sues her mum was a doctor go sued say girl woman uh, sued her mum's doctor let me find um, woman sue doctor for being born right so right it's all on the it's all over the place this place where, where is where are English papers because it's all on like whack right let's go to because where I first saw it was on um, Daily Mail right and the way it was written, made me think, this is the craziest um, thing I've ever seen. Um, let's see. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Sorry about that. Yeah, so, I should never have been born. Show jumper 20 with spina bifida is suing her mother's GP for millions in damages because I failed, because he failed to tell her to take folic acid during pregnancy. Right, and so when you read it in the Daily Mail, um, yeah, they they basically make it um, seem like this is a very speculative shot in the dark. Just like why would you, you know, what are you doing? You can't sue doctors because you're born with a disability. You can't control that, you know. Um, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, go go find it on any kind of tabloid, right? Just uh, this story. Her name's um, Evie Toombs. E-V-I-E-T-O-O-M-B-E-S. Evie Toombs. Right? And the doctor's called Phil Mitchell, which I love. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but the show jumper star was Spider Bifty suing the GP, claiming she should never have been born because the doctor allegedly failed to tell her mother to take a crucial supplement that could have warded off the condition. See, so for me, from a legal perspective, it's like, could have. It's like, well, no. 
that if it guarantees it would have, then yeah, sue you. But could have, no. Um, Evie Toomes, 20, wants millions in damages from Dr. Philip Mitchell, claiming that he did not uh, advise his mo- advise her mother, uh, Caroline Toomes, to take folic acid leading to the child being born in a damaged state. Right. Now, uh, so when that's first written, I'm like, this is... Nah, this is utter nonsense. Like, this can't be argued. Like, it just, it's... Throw it out. Only until uh, she actually won the case. And I was like, what? She won the case. And I was like, well, I need to really find out about this. And again, I read more about it in tabloids. And it was still making it seem like this weird, wacky thing that no one understands how it went down. And it's only when I actually went onto the lawyer's website and saw the statement they put. And I was like, oh, right. And here's his actual statement from the lawyers Evie Toomes wins landmark uh, lawsuit Evie Toomes wins landmark lawsuit against mother's doctor for incorrect preconception advice in a legal case started by her parents as young as um, as a young child so he says now there you go the action started from her parents first at first it just seemed like this kind of bratty middle class 18 year old how old, how old is she decides an adult I'm suing my parents because my life's too tough her. I'm a show jumper, and but I can't show jump as much as I want to. Is that that's how they kind of try to deliver the tone of it, and that's how I inferred the tone in the articles, right? But then, one being being a show jumper and representing Team GB, I'm not sure if it's in the Paralympics. It, it doesn't um, doesn't negate the fact that your life could still be hard, right? So. But then it also just seemed like she was going to like a jump up bratty person just going, yeah, I'm suing the doctors my life's too hard. Whereas no, it's actually her parents have been pursuing this case from when she's a child. Anyway, let's carry on reading. Um, yeah, Eva Toomes has won the landmark uh, legal case against a doctor that advised her mother she would not need to take a harmless supplement that could have prevented her condition. There you go. Second point. I thought he just said, oh, you can take it if you want. Whereas they're saying, no, no, no. They were told they don't need to take it. There's a difference. Um, and anyone who's had a kid or been trying to get pregnant knows that folic acid is uh, pretty important. Um, Evie, now a high-profile disabled advocate, was born with spina, spina bifida. This condition where the spine doesn't completely form and can lead to a number of severe and lifelong health issues. Dr. Strutini advised prospective mothers of the benefits of taking folic acid supplements before conceiving and throughout the first 12 weeks of their pregnancy. Folic acid is known to reduce the risk of spina bifida. Before Evie's conception, her mother was advised that it was not necessary to take folic acid. Her GP recorded folate if desired. Now, if the medical advice is that you tell your patients, take folic acid, take folates, and you say folate if you want, it's now in a different realm, right? It doesn't sound so ridiculous, this case. It doesn't sound like someone just retrospectively suing the doctors. At first, when I first read it, as they were going to say, when the first article of this story came out, it read like she was going to sue her parents for being born. And that's when people were like, what the fuck is this? I, I specifically remember it, it was read like she was going to sue her parents. But she wasn't, she sued the doctor, and even then it was like, that's ridiculous. But then again, was reading the details, 
beyond the headlines, actually from you know, a legal source. The case sounds different. Um, the court heard that Suzanne Roadway QC, um, that had Evie's mother been properly advised by a doctor, as every prospective mother should be, she would have started a course of folic acid for about a month before attempting to start a family. The court accepted that accepted this and held that this would have led to the later conception of a normal healthy baby paving the way for Evie to claim damages related to a disability which will ensure she is supported properly for the rest of her life now this is a bit where I guess it gets a bit sticky right because how would they know that if she was to have taken folic acid that she would have you know developed normally who knows who knows but the court and the jury have decided there's enough to reasonably assume that is what would have happened I don't know what the stats are maybe the stats are so skewed towards quote-unquote normal children that's like oh actually it's incredibly rare that you would be born spina bifida if you took folic acid maybe that's what it is and the groundbreaking ruling means that the healthcare profession can now be found liable for negligent preconception device which results in a baby results in the birth of a child with a serious health condition tim springs solicitor and clinical negligence specialist at more barlow said this was an unusual and challenging case requiring a law to be clarified my client has the condition she has due to the rest to the result of poor advice it is of utmost importance that medical professionals follow best practice then when giving parents sorry when giving patients advice and only depart from established clinical guidelines when they are in good and scientific and specific reasons to do so which they discuss with their parents and that's it that's it of those ones it's similar to like the Carl Rittenhouse thing it's just the headlines are there you react to it and then you just move on whereas for this story for whatever reason I saw it three different places so like I'm I'm not I'm not moving on I need to find out I need to find out I need to dig deeper deeper um, so yeah sorry you catch me mid yawn it's a big yawn as well Big, big yawn. Oh, my. Good job not playing football. They conceded some goals. Um, okay, so I've covered two points I was going to cover. Let's get uh, let's get a bit silly. Um, so, anyone knows my jokes? I make a joke about what white culture is. Um, I'll say it on the pod, and it's that I might die, but it's a laugh. That is white culture. And if you don't believe me, I've said this joke multiple times on stage and um, the crowd generally laughs every time. I mean, black crowds laugh at 100%, white crowds laugh at about 90%. At that point, when I say, well, that's white culture, because they're like, oh, oh, what's this, what's going on? It's all about my race, he's either trying to what? So he's trying to reduce me just to my race, the stereotypes he has about me. Ooh, nah. I would never do that. Um... <laughs> So there's some people in a crowd like that, but uh, once the joke develops, I go, oh, okay, I see what he's done here. But let me just read the first paragraph of this, or the headline is this. 10-foot croc grabs gap year girl's leg for lunch. Okay, that sounds tragic. I'm not going to hold it against white people totally. Um, you know, doing these uh, exciting things. <laughs> I mean, everyone does dumb things, right? Uh, I'm not saying all white people do it, but it's just people do it tend to be white. And let me just, uh, you know, 
doing exciting things i understand but let, let me just let me just read it let me just read it okay a teenage british backpacker attacked by a crocodile on the zambezi river was saved by a friend who punched it on the nose until it let go even that punching a flipping crocodile is um yeah no i, I might just ask you you all right mate why are you getting to death rolled on the fucking swamp um well, i won't read the person's name but let's see if you can guess what race this person is as I read more details. So a teenage British backpacker attacked on by a crocodile on the Zambezi River was saved by a friend who punched it on the nose until it let go. Name, 18, had a leg over the side of a boat. Step one. After a day white water rafting, step two. Near the Victoria Falls in, this, in Zambia. <laughs> step three. When a ten-foot killer struck, clamping its jaws round her calf and dragging her into a death roll. Now, do you think they knew that there's crocodiles in this water? Like, you can't have known, can you? If you're going to be on a boat with your leg hanging off the edge. But let's assume she does, then that is crazy. White water rafting next to a bloody waterfall with crocodile-infested waters. Prime. Prime white people in there. I might die, but it's a laugh. There is no, no way. I can't think of any black person, even black people who don't have any black friends, just grown up around white people, like full middle class. Which means, yeah, they're still black, but uh, not even them. I don't think even them. Nope. 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 Just ain't happening. Just ain't happening, man. Well, crazy. All right, last one. Last one before we get into Dear Deirdre, because I am feeling it today. Um, was discussing, um, discussing with my wife, discussing with other people, that uh, you just say it's a nicer sex. Hey, men or women? Is that gender? I don't know which one's which. But you know what I mean. Who's the nicer one? Out of the two. Yeah, most people say women. Women are the nicer people. I thought the same until the football this week when England beat Latvia 20 nil. 20 nil. Do you know how ruthless that is? Like in men's football, that's never happening. If England were beating Latvia 7 nil, watch the amount of substitutions that be happening. Kane's off. You got Calvert Lewin on and Joe Gomez, Eric Dyer. You got all these fringe players. Guys from Brighton, guys from Wolves, all in the team. It's, it'd be that. And we're just like, yeah, just keep going, boys. Keep knocking it about. And that's what it'd be, just keep knocking it about. Keep the ball, boys. Let's try some things. New formation. That would be men's football. And it's staying around 8 0. Women's football, mm mm mm. Like, they got to 19 0 and still went less attack. Come on. Go get another. It's 19 nil up. We don't know if they're going to get back in it. You see, I'm not sure if the women are ruthless. They're just bad at maths. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to be battering these women that bad. Horrible. That made me completely reconsider whether I want to play football again if I was Latvian. Horrendous seeds. Um, yeah, I thought about kicking women down. You do that to a football team. 
you better hope that country's sexist and they don't watch women's football and don't care. Because <laughs> the last gonna be hell. Um, right, let's go and do it. Oh my god, I can't believe how tired I am. You know, sometimes it's only when you like slow down to stop moving. You actually realise just how flipping tired you are. Um, well, I'm writing the wrong word. That's not how you spell dear, 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 oh, God. So many packages. And that, listen, the only people I get text messages from, right? Just companies. They've got 39 text messages. 39. Hermes, in post, uh, re- restaurant reservation, barber. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there you go, Domino's, phone network, passcodes, passcodes, it's a appointment reminder, see there's no real human interaction in my text messages, but um, well, it's going to do a Jesus, I should have brought a drink up with me, I'm dying. Oh dear, this is special, dear Deirdre, I'm, I was going to ask my girlfriend to marry me. But now I found out she was a porn star. Eesh, what kind of porn? Was it just, you know, a little bit of flash? Or was it six guys, your girlfriend? Let's see. Dear Deirdre, I was on track to ask my girlfriend to marry me, but I've learned she was a porn star. Jeez, now I find it tough to even look at her. Eesh. She's 37. She's 32, I'm 37. I made discovery after one of her exes. Ah. But fair enough, thanks, mate. One of her exes messaged me on Facebook with a link to a BDSM section of an adult website featuring my girlfriend. He tracked me down by looking at her sister's profile. My girlfriend isn't on social media at all. Of course she's not, because too many people would see her face. And uh, the way Google bunches pictures and can recognise faces, <laughs> she would get linked quick. <laughs> And he tracked me down uh, by looking at her sister's profile. My girlfriend is on social media at all. My girlfriend always said I should expect to hear from him at some stage because he was the type to cause problems. That's terrible because that means now you haven't received that news as truth. Um, you've received that news as, with real optimism that it's not true because your girlfriend's warned you, which is going to make the heartache even more when you realise. It is true. You know what I mean? When you get bad news, you just assume it's run to find out that. Like, if someone told me, oh, Naomi had cheated on me, I would assume she had, but ask her and hope she hadn't. Right? But if it's already been primed, oh, this person's got to say that I did this and this, they're lying. I'm still going to ask her when they make the accusation, but then in my head, I'm like, oh, it's just the person she says going to lie about. And then when their face drops, it's like, oh, I mean, technically that one is true. You're like, what? Let's see. Um, so immediately I knew this man was out for revenge. I wish I hadn't listened to him. I mean, the video's there. I confronted her as soon as she walked into our flat after work that day. And her stunned reaction told me straight away her ex was telling the truth. She begged me not to look at the videos. She said she wanted to leave that life behind. Yeah, you can leave that life behind, but not with me. I am not your taxi out of this life. No. No. Um, 
Alright, so she, yeah, she begged me not to look at the videos and said she wanted to leave that life behind. She admitted that she had enjoyed making saucy films, but then started to feel pressured by her ex, the one who contacted me. Over time, she said, um, what's it? Over time, she said he pestered her to do more and more extreme films. Eesh. Worried she'd never be able to do anything else, she continued the work. Oh, she continued to work for longer than she wanted. Eesh. Eventually, she decided she had enough. What was that one? Because oh, you know, uh, new adverts come on the page and shifts all the text everywhere. Uh, where has it gone? I've come, I've, they reworded it while I'm reading it. Let's start. And she begged me to look at the videos and said she wanted to leave it live behind. She admitted that she enjoyed making saucy films but then started to feel pressured by her ex, uh, the one who contacted me over time. She. Over time, she yes. Over time, she said he pestered her to do more than a more extreme films. Worried she would never be able to do anything else, she continued to work for longer than she wanted. Eventually, she she decided she'd had enough and ditched her old life completely. She cut ties from her boyfriend, um, her work, all her friends uh, from that time in her life, and moved cities. I thought it was strange. Um, she didn't seem to have many friends. She clam up whenever. I asked about her life before we met. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, you can't have people climbing up when you're asking those early day questions. You need to get those red flags on the play so you can clear them off or just walk away from the game. Um, I wish I'd never looked, but curiosity got the better of me and I checked out our videos. Oh, it's BDSM as well, so you can have a full 70-inch leather dildo in the butthole. Want no one that anyway. Although we are sexually adventurous, we have both said we are not interested in having threesomes or G swapping partners or voyeurism. We like our sex life to be exclusive. So seeing her have sex with many different men and women was awful. And like an idiot, I watched it all. Nah, you're a nutcase. But I don't know what point you turn it off though, right? <laughs> like you need to know was this softcore or hardcore? Then you see seven guys just walk into the rooms like I think this is gonna be hard. <laughs> uh dear, how can I get these images out of my head? I wish I'd never seen any of them. I mean if you decide to stay with her then that should have been decided before you got in a bed. Yeah? Oh dear Anyway Yeah, I can't believe he's going to stay with us. So now he's just ruined it all. Because he's like, oh, I want to stay. So why did you watch the videos, man? I don't, I don't understand. Alright, next one. Next one, next one. Oh, I'm a single dad. How do I talk to my son about sex? How old is he? Is he about to go to secondary school? That's usually the time when parents will need to do it. Like, there's all these year sevens banging or something. No. Anyway... <laughs> Tough talk. I'm a single dad. How do I talk to my son about sex? Dear Deirdre, my son and I are very close. His mum died and he was just free. So I've always felt that in a way I'd have to be as good as two parents. Respect to you though. I'm 33 and he's 10. Oh right, I'm 33. That, he's a great kid but he's becoming more sexually aware and I don't know how to field his questions. He recently asked me to teach him 
how to kiss like they do on TV. I realise this is inappropriate, but I don't know how to explain everything to him. Yeah, I don't know how you would show your son how to kiss. Maybe tell him to practice on his hand. I don't know. I don't know. I guess ours, I say, look, son, you're going to have to go out into the big bad world and mess up sometimes. Um, and that's it. Fine girl wants to kiss you, and then you kiss her back. That's another one you can do, mate. Um, anyway, let's see. How can I be age appropriate? I don't want him saying rude things at school and getting into trouble. Oh, man. Uh, my mum my and dad never told me a thing, so my friends taught me about sex, and they got it a lot wrong. Yeah, they, they, that's, what, that's what happens. Um, I remember at school, there's a rumour that you, you ate um, a Snickers or a Mars bar. Um, before you have sex, then she can't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's the level of sex education I got from my friends. So yeah, you better you better educate your son before he comes home with grandkids, man. Anyway, um, one last one. Jesus, I can't unsee. Um, I can't stop thinking about the pictures I've seen of my mum naked. Now, was this a family WhatsApp group? She was sending saucy things to to her new man. So you've got, like, information that uh, that you really never needed to see, never wanted to envision. You accepted, but you didn't want to know. Yeah, maybe it's that. Anyway, let's see. Dear Deirdre, uh... My mum has always been very confident about her body and growing up my friends used to love coming around to play. I'd regularly find them staring at a couple of portraits she had up on the wall in the hallway and loo of her naked. Jesus. That's got to be embarrassing. Um, th- they were tasteful pics. Apart from her bottom, her modesty was covered. Ah, okay. There's a little bit of art. Uh, but recently, while I was looking for photos for her 50th birthday, I got the shock of my life. Oh, so she didn't post these. You rummaging for old photos. I found a much more lurid collection of images which showed off absolutely everything. I can't not see the images and it makes me feel really uneasy. What can I do? Mum is 49. I'm 23. Um, yeah, no, you just have to hold that, mate. That's what you got to do. Hold it because that's your fault rummaging for everything if you just ask someone else to go get the photos is it a surprise birthday you say it's a surprise get your mum to get the photos so you're rummaging through things and upset what you find this is what you get mate for trying to be considerate and organise your mum's birthday and you've got a sister to help you out and do that Jesus <laughs> uh, um, nah just um, yeah you've just got to mentally envision you know, like what the um Vikings used to do where they pile all the belongings onto a boat douse it in oil push the boat out uh, and then you aim uh, a bow and arrow on fire at the boat that's what you're meant to do to your mum's nude images oh dear poor you well you're looking at your dad like oh come on <laughs> Mum was at peace. Anyway, people, that is uh, the end of the pods. I've been waffling. 
and I need to uh, get back on with life on a Sunday, people. Um, gigs, was at that top secret yesterday, so you missed out on that one, but I will be at Angel and downstairs at the King's Head, both North London gigs, one's crowd churned, one is Angel. So if you want to check that out, there's my website. I don't know what time I'm on stage at either one. I'll find out in the week and I'll update the website. There, look at that yawn. What a way to end. Powerful way to end the pod. Just yawning. Yawning as the outro. Anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. I'm done talking. Peace.